Hello. Hello. I can now hear you. Okay, good. It was so weird because when I joined before, like my strange that I actually thought it was you. And I thought we were like saying the same thing at the same time. And I was like, this is so weird. <laughs> uh, trippy. Can you hear an echo? Uh, no, I did on the very first word that I said, but now I don't hear anything. Okay, I have to. I had to put you on speaker because I think my headphones are not uh, technically savvy enough to give me audio. R.I.P. Are you? You're in New York still, right? Yes. I heard that the tree went up in Rockefeller from my mom, so Wait, that's good really? news. Yeah, okay. and she said it's not decorated yet, but that it's up. So that's something. Yeah, they weren't announcing the date online, probably to minimize the crowds, but I want to go see it <laughs> soon. That'll be fun. Okay, so let's go over our potential topics. I wrote down a few okay. just before this. Um, the t- two things that I think we talked about before were TikTok, like genre of creators that come across our feed yes um and then like three weird things we've witnessed i would say recently yeah um because i have one in particular that really just i couldn't believe i was just like what (laughs) and then um the rest i just had to come up with to make it into a thing and then i have a few other topics including um, the Harry Styles Vogue article. I have some thoughts. Mm. Um, Emma being just like a perfect all-around movie. Um, some failures of the Apple Watch that I've noticed since being an owner for about a week now. Um, water reminder apps. Do they work? Um, long-term paranoia and hypochondria of corona and how it will affect our culture and society. <laughs> uh, and, and a side sub of that is what is the future of clubbing? Ooh. Um, and then a song of the week. So those are my thoughts. Okay. Um, I love all of those. I, um, I, I would like to talk through those. I don't have anything specific on my side in terms of topics. Although I was thinking we could talk about um, the Queen's Gambit since we've both seen Ooh, that. Yeah. Wait, how did you no. know I've seen that? Did I talk about that in, in the, the newsletter or something? Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Because I actually, yeah, like I I, ha- I stopped watching. I forget why. But I've seen like, I think there's like two or three episodes left. Um, hmm. Okay. Well, so I No spoilers. Remember. Yeah. Um. Okay, so what should we start with? Should we start with our TikToks? Yes, I'm so curious. Okay, I'm <laughs> also curious because I feel like, so I did like five general I categories. Too. I feel like everyone has got to have the same category, so that's clearly not true. Do you want to go first or do you want to hear mine? Or should we do like one in one? Um, let's go all at once. Okay. Um, but wait, do you want to do a an intro intro or just keep what we have oh okay yeah let's do an intro intro like we can cut all of this (laughs) (laughs) okay so we start over okay 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 um okay three two one hello hi 
welcome back to the Jaddle Show 2.0. Did we ever come up with a name? I guess we didn't. It's still pending. Pending. Um, okay. I guess we should take submissions. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea, actually, because I wanted it to be something I actually listened through our first episode to try and find like like a keyword that could really define it. But I think I got bored and stopped <laughs> listening for a keyword and just started listening. Um, so I'm all open for submissions. All right. Our true friends and how we'll measure if people are actually listening to this is whether or not they DM us with title suggestions. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> Um, have you learned anything or has anything changed since our first episode many moons ago? Um, I don't even remember when our first episode was, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. I think it was two months into quarantining. Could so, that be right? June. June. Oh my May. goodness. Well, it feels like I've been quarantining for several years now. Um, as actually, <laughs> I was at the grocery store today for several of those years, it felt like. So time just moves in an odd way. Mm-hmm. That was something I'm not sure I expected. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about quarantine anxiety slash virus anxiety yes but I was thinking that one of the signs um in a post-covid world where we'll know that like our brains aren't operating in the same way Mm -hmm. is um when I stop seeing characters on tv and internally thinking why aren't they wearing a mask (laughs) (laughs) that happens to me and every tv show that I watch now that's funny I will say that I do get anxiety watching things now where like there are two big crowds specifically mm-hmm. like I would say like I was just watching Emma and like that didn't happen when they were at their balls because I can understand that this was in the past <laughs> before <laughs> it was a pandemic but I will say that when I see shows that are like supposed to be happening in this era I'm like what are you doing um mm-hmm. it is weird though that I I don't watch this show, but I was scrolling through Hulu and there was some doctor show and um, he was like the good doctor or something like that. And the descriptor said like, oh, the characters deal with the pandemic. And I was like, oh my God. So they're filming now and they're like pretending the pandemic is ongoing in the doctor show. That's so interesting. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder. Yeah. I guess I was actually thinking about this the other day when I was driving. This is where I do most of my big thinking. And I was like, are like fictional world creators are going to now have to make a decision about whether the world of the characters is going to exist in like a close parallel world where they did have Corona or like a a parallel world where it never existed. Do you know what I mean? Like every Mm -hmm single universe is gonna have to think about that do you know what I mean like yeah Batman comics and you know Mm. I don't know what shows ongoing that exists now but you know like New Girl for example if it was still going on I don't think it is but like even shows like that yeah and how weird it would be to continue watching them 
if they didn't, you know what I mean? Because it would be like, here's a mirror world <laughs> where everything is fine. <laughs> anyway, those are my big thoughts. What are your, what have you learned? How has your life changed since June? Oh, since, I, since our first episode? Yes. Um, well, not, I would say it's like striking how little things have changed hmm. because three months in we were questioning when this would be over and now nine months in or however long it's been we're still questioning when it will be over yeah um i don't know i saw a post anxiety about the election yeah that's true (laughs) i did see a post though that makes me think like just the how the mind shift changes where it was like you know one month into covid we were like oh i bet this will be over in like six months for sure and now people are like, oh, I'm thinking of booking a vacation in 2025, but, like, I don't want to risk it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. people's mindset of when it might end has definitely pushed, at least, like, most people. Yeah. It's given me a healthier dose of nihilism. <laughs> <laughs> of uh, just finding most things meaningless (laughs) yeah yeah I can I can understand that I was having a big um just existential crisis on the way back from the grocery store where I was just thinking about how long it's been since I've been out like with my friends like to a club or something and how the next time I might feel safe to do that could be in like five years and then I'll be 30. And I was just literally almost in tears thinking about being a 30-year-old in a club. And I was like, that's so upsetting. <laughs> like, do 30-year-olds even go to clubs? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking if this pandemic would just accelerate um, the trend towards doing things later in life. Mm. So women having children later, for example. Yeah. Or people getting married much later in life. And I wonder if the partying phase or the um, the wild phase of your mid-20s will just extend into early 30s. Yeah. I guess I – on the other hand, though, if TikTok has taught me anything, which I don't know whether to thank you or to, like, curse you <laughs> for bringing TikTok into my life. But I pretty much, like, I would guess I watch about four to five hours of TikTok a day. <laughs> like it is, it is really like because the problem is that I could do it like doing anything do you know what I mean like I'll be walking blue and I'll watch a TikTok or like a few of them not necessarily all at once yeah. but like I'll be in the bathroom <laughs> I'll be in the bathroom and then like look up suddenly and it's like 35 minutes that I've been sitting in the bathroom <laughs> watching tiktok on my phone but i forgot what i was gonna say oh that like people are generally like specifically people who are getting married or having kids like i've seen several people have babies in quarantine you know what i mean or like yeah you know someone got married i saw that happen this woman was talking about her wedding well my i maintain and i feel like not enough people are talking about Hmm. this that this is the era of the model baby in that all models are having babies right now i thought you were gonna go into a different direction of like the era of all babies having a social media presence before they're conscious (laughs) 
Well, that's true as well. <laughs> but um, you, like Gigi Hadid, yes. uh, Emily Radjowski, I think is how you pronounce her name. And um, that's that uh, Dutch woman who's a Victoria's Secret model. Huh. Whose name I can never pronounce. Romy Strigi. You clearly know more models than I do. I only know oh, okay. Gigi and only because she's like married to Zane. Or are they married? They have a child. They are married. They, they are married? Yeah, yeah, okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Because I thought, did they break um, up at one point? I think they've been on. <laughs> Though there was also some report of Zane suffering from anxiety and depression and how like that's shaped him as a father there was something about hmm. that, that I yeah I did know about that because I read about that when it affected like his touring yeah um so interesting I know he came out with something I think I don't know if it was an album or new music or something I've really lost touch with his music hmm. because he didn't it wasn't really my thing all of the time. I do still remember us listening. Do you remember this? Where were we when we were listening to Zane's album? Do you remember? Think back. I, Send yourself okay, back. I remember, <laughs> I remember listening to most of his songs during the winter of sophomore yes. year. Yes. And do you remember where we went that year together on a trip? Sort of a trip, not really. For Amherst, do you remember? Oh, yes. New York Mall. Yes, and we were on the public <laughs> bus driving to our first day of Model UN down at the UN whatever place, and uh, we were listening to it on the so bus. Funny. What a high school moment that we ended up having. <laughs> uh, good times. Uh, good times though all around um okay i want to turn back yes. to tiktok because we've each come up with our five uh corners of tiktok mm-hmm. that we're a part of or at least we see videos yes from. so why don't why don't you okay. start tell me what your five are um and then i'll reply excellent to okay it's interesting that you would say you first phrased it as like we're a part of because one of the things i do find interesting is that i exclusively make tiktoks only of blue with like no videos of me and maybe my voice but mostly just of her doing cute things but i will say that i don't i get some dog only videos but it's not my community yet at least but that's an interesting thing so one I said I think the majority of the videos that I've been seeing are small business like process videos mostly like creative small businesses so like a lot of people who make stickers and like prints a lot of people who make like pottery or just like those acrylic items made out of like that plasticky stuff where you can put stuff in and it's always them either making it or packaging it up I find so much satisfaction in watching these like Etsy people package up their things it is like as if that item is coming to me (laughs) I get a little (laughs) bit of the high of like shopping (laughs) but without actually buying anything Mm, yeah um and then 
Number two, um, I would say like gay relatable famous youths, specifically that kid who's always sitting in the shower. I don't even know his name, but he always ends every video by just saying like, and I'm just sitting here reflecting. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea who you're talking about, and I can't believe I, I know. Me know. too. I thought he was really famous. Okay, I'll send you one afterwards. He's so funny. Okay. Every video, I don't know if I actually, actually don't know if every one of his videos is like this because I don't think I've ever clicked on his profile, but I definitely follow him. He sits in his shower, fully clothed. That's what he says at the end of everybody. He's like, I'm sitting in my shower, fully clothed, just reflecting. <laughs> and it's always like something has happened to him. The last one I saw, it was like, he, he's like, he reached for his water in the middle of in like the middle of the night and like sprayed water all over himself by accident and then like this woman on the bus spilled water all over him and he was like I'm very hydrated <laughs> anyway he's really funny but I would place him at like I want to say like older between the ages of like 18 to like 23 like young but then the other one who's definitely famous is that like ghost honey guy. And he, do you know who I'm talking about? You don't know ghost honey? Man, I knew ghost honey before I even got TikTok because he's all over Tumblr too. He has a little check mark by his name. That's how I know that he's uh, famous. But he's 26, that I know. And he lives in, he's so cute, him and his boyfriend or husband. Wait. Does he have the beautiful yes. brown hair? That's really yes. Cool. Okay, I do know that. And yeah. I watch almost every single one of his videos. He recently moved across the country with his husband from like Ohio or something, or maybe he's from Ohio to LA. Anyway, he's living a certain mm-hmm. life. He's so funny. I just he uh, is. His voice is so yes. melodic. And anyway. That's my number two. I keep getting distracted. I want to like describe every find to you. Okay. Number three, animal owners or farmers, specifically like odd animals. Like a lot more people have raccoons than I ever would have guessed in my life. Like as pets, different people have raccoons. And then like just regular farm animals, like cows and sheep and horses and stuff. And then, like, other weird ones, like monkeys. And I follow a lot of frog accounts, which is a given. Um, I follow <laughs> a beekeeper. Have you seen her? I love her account. She saves bees that are in people's properties and goes and brings them back to her professional beekeeping property. But she doesn't ever wear protective gear because she knows bees so well. So she literally like scoops her hand into piles of bees. It is wild stuff. Um, Number four, uh, people talking about their childhood traumas and or family drama. Love that. I would say it's mostly, it's like, have you seen this? Like the people will do, what's it called? When they like split it up and they'll like take somebody else's thing. Yeah, and they'll, like, do that one that's, like, a traumatic thing that should have killed you, and then mm-hmm. they'll tell their story. Um, and then the fifth one and final one is, like, DIY renovation videos. I've seen, mm-hmm. like, 10,000 people remake a van. I don't – I did not know that was such a trend, but it is. Um, and then just, like, people remaking rooms in their houses. And uh, that's my 
that's my little feed, my corners of TikTok. That is fascinating. I've definitely seen videos from all of those areas, but I don't think we had much overlap. Interesting. (laughs) Okay. Now I'm really interested to hear what yours is too. So this might, I wrote down things that were maybe more top of mind. So I don't know how true they are to like all TikTok videos I've seen Mm -hmm. in like this (laughs) three months that I've had TikTok. Um, But I said, one of them is day in my life videos. So a lot of like day in my life, mm-hmm. New York, day in my life, uh, traveling the country, day in my life, living out of a van. Um, so some overlap there. But I love seeing like snippets of people's day. I also get a lot of what I ate in a day, but I try not to like those because I think that toxic. <laughs> the funny thing is I've um, seen the most of the ones I've seen are like people making fun of those. So it'll be like someone will take the audio of some like really successful person's day in life and then they'll be like them like in their PJs all day long eating takeout or something. Yeah. Um, I love when people um, like do satire yeah. from that audio that's like woke up and had a green tea and went for a five yes. minute run. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's one. Yeah. Um, okay. This second one, I don't know how I got onto this, but sobriety TikTok. I <laughs> I love seeing videos of people like detailing their sobriety journeys I just think it's so nice that TikTok can help people in that way like there's a couple of people that I don't follow but I see their videos and track Why them, you follow them that, <laughs> like got... well <laughs> I might have yeah. followed one or two but they got TikTok to help them That's get nice. sober and then they found community there's also one rehab center that has a tiktok and the characters in the rehab center are hilarious um i just think that's wholesome i don't know that's so interesting i would love you should send me a few of those i can't even imagine i will say i do i have seen a few ones from um like spiritual advisors (laughs) this this one woman, like spiritual as in like not religious, like more like aura kind of stuff, like crystals and stuff like that. And this one woman that I watched this video of, she was explaining how to get rid of anxiety. And she was like, you have to take a bunch of bread and then like wet it and then like wrap it, your head in it and sleep. And then she's like, oh, and if you shouldn't wear black if you have anxiety, like try and wear white, don't wear black at all. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> It's my entire world. <laughs> okay, but wearing white gives me more anxiety because yes, no, what if exactly, you stain exactly. on it? Anyway, have, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yes. Okay, the third one is quite general, but I just said LGBTQ slash girls mm-hmm, and gays mm-hmm. TikTok, which is not quite gay youth. It's interesting that I feel like I see a lot more famous lesbian TikTokers than... I definitely do see a lot of lesbians too, but I don't know if any of them are famous. The only reason I think those guys are famous, Gay Honey, because I saw him so much on Tumblr, and the other guy just because he has such a consistent gag, I guess, and all his videos are almost the same. It's like literally him in the bathtub telling a stressful story of his day. 
um it seems like such a comedian thing to do somehow um but i do also see like yeah. i see more everyday people i would say who are women yeah mm, okay yeah there's like um a few comedians who are lesbians and have gotten onto tiktok and i think i follow some of them um but yeah that one I'm not as surprised by. Okay, the next category is sad girl <laughs> dance videos. And by that I mean like uh, alt girls doing alty dances to Mitski or Lana <laughs> or like. Uh, That's Horse so Machine. funny. What are these dances? How, if you had to give them an adjective, what would you call them? Like, I'm trying to imagine. I'm um, sort of picturing, like, Drake in that one music video. Like, I don't know how one dances to Mitski. <laughs> I think it's almost ballet, Ooh, but toned interesting. down. Um, with more arm movements, <laughs> because the TikTok trend is to do a lot of arm movements versus to stay in frame. So I think... Okay. Yeah, it's more, it's slower than what, um, what Addison Ray would do, for example. I don't know. But, and the outfits also play a very big part. Mm. <laughs> Lots of flannel and shiny outfits. <laughs> Love it. Versus like a crop top and right, sweatpants, right. which seems to be the famous TikTok look. Um, and then the last one that I'm only kind of on is bread top. <laughs> <laughs> There's some bread accounts that I absolutely love. Um, and those bring me joy. Love that. Yeah. And I definitely see a lot of the small business creative ones, but I think I don't see as many stickers. Ooh. Also because I probably wouldn't buy anything like that. So maybe the algorithm isn't suggesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I definitely, it's interesting because sometimes I do visit their site. But the truth is I wouldn't ever really buy it. Specifically stickers, like, I'm the kind of person who gets a sticker and I just, it almost sends me into a panic because I don't know what to do with it. There's no place that I would ever put it on. I would never put it on a water bottle because I like my water bottles too much. And then I would also worry, like, I'm going to put this in the washing machine. The sticker is going to get ruined. I maybe would put it on a notebook. Don't have notebooks anymore. Um. Anyway, I don't like buying stickers, but I do like watching people, like, laminate things. That fulfills a very certain aesthetic pleasure of mine. I fucking love a laminator. Eleni, my friend Eleni, owns a laminator, which wasn't something I knew that you could personally own, literally until she told me she had one. I thought for some reason that they just like had to exist in like a industrial format because I've only mm-hmm. seen one like in a school that's like a huge one. Mm. So that was really life changing for me. But everybody has these. Um, what are they called? T-shirt presses? Oh, I've seen or... those. No, it's like a, it's like a, it's not called sprinkler. Cricket? Is it Cricket? It's some kind of mm. printer that does sticky printing. Anyway, it makes me want to buy a laminator, but I have nothing to laminate. I, w- I would just, 
I genuinely, I think I would laminate like a shopping list or something. <laughs> the only time I use paper these days. <laughs> Just for the aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. I will admit that I went on Amazon a couple nights ago to see how much a tattoo gun <gasps> costs. And it's only $50 for pretty good looking wow. quality. So Interesting. I'm probably going to buy one Oh for my god, you should do that. Okay. This girl that I knew in high school, this was also the first person I ever personally knew who got a tattoo, who wasn't my cousin Katie, who had a bunch of tattoos, um, was a girl in my art class. I was in 11th grade, and she came back <laughs> over the summer and had like a stick poke tattoo on her ankle that she had done herself, and this also floored me I was like I could not believe it that she had done it herself I just was like (laughs) oh my god it was it wasn't bad looking at all it was like a little planet Saturn situation Mm. yeah I would never trust myself to not get some sort of skin (laughs) infection from a stick and poke Uh, but a serious tattoo gun off Amazon, I think, would be safe. Would you ever be worried like- that the pain of doing it would make you mess it up? That's a good point. I think I'd probably have someone else that I trust do it <sighs> who has a steady hand. So, I Oh, my know. God. If we were ever in the same no. place, I would love to do that. I mean, it would be so much so pressure, but it would just be amazing. I'm going to save a patch of skin and hold it to that. <laughs> I really, I love now the design, which Harry Styles mm-hmm. has, of small little tattoos all over mm-hmm. your arm. Not as a full sleeve, but just as kind of a, like almost a pattern. Interesting. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah, that might be my future if I can make it work in corporate America. <laughs> I think so. I feel like when I was um, at work, I was surprised to find out who had tattoos that I didn't know about. Because, like, Mm. a lot of people didn't. Like, even though people wore short sleeves, they must just never have really noticed. Um, Yeah. So, interesting TikTok. Now we have to kind of send each other videos and get into each other's world. Yeah. I want to see more of the childhood trauma. They're so funny. I don't think I... You should just find... I'll send you one. This The, like, um, the duet that people do, because it's, like, this one girl. I feel like she's also quite famous. She has really poofy hair. She always, like... She films as if she's just, like, run into the room, and she, like, runs over to the camera and says stuff. I don't really like her videos. They stress me out. That energy is, like, too chaotic for me. But the duet is, like, her being, like, duet this with a childhood thing. That's Well, it's not really a trauma. That particular one is, like, something you did when you were a kid that should have killed you, <laughs> which always is, like, really funny stories. Um, mm. But then there's another one. I've been trying yeah. to learn. Well, one thing. One last one. This is really funny. It starts with, like, this person going, like, Something traumatic just happened that changed my life. Check. And then, like, everyone going <laughs> on about the, the, the horrible thing that happened. Um, I find that one really funny. Anyway, what were you going to say? 
like that. I've been trying to learn the real names of some famous New York TikTokers in case I run into them on the street. Because what I realized is I don't know anyone's name on TikTok. Like, they don't really put in their bio or in their handle. So it's required a bit of stalking. Also, Lehu and I saw some famous YouTuber and their girlfriend on the subway. Oh, who? I don't know if you know Chella mm, Man. No. Um, he's a trans um, model, I guess. He's sort of become a model. Um, and he's also deaf. Uh, and he has like a million oh followers God. on YouTube. So, yeah. But I didn't know he or his girlfriend. Oh, name. wow. <laughs> I couldn't approach them. Um, I don't even recognize this person. Although, to be honest, I'm not really on YouTube anymore. Yeah. I only watch the cut. <laughs> I only watch. It's really embarrassing <laughs> now, but the only thing I watch on YouTube these days is um, Among Us gameplay videos. <laughs> I find them really hilarious. And nobody will play with me anymore because I used to have this whole group of friends that I would play video games with, but they've moved on to play this new video game called Dead by Daylight, which I hate. Not just because I'm bad at it, because I'm bad at all video games. So that's something I'm used to, but because I straight up believe it is just so boring. It is like the most boring game of all time. And they play it like every day for hours. And I'm so annoyed that they won't play Among Us anymore. <laughs> So we need to get our circle <laughs> of friends into it because I haven't played in like three weeks. I'm I'm very down. I uh, am bad at all video games as well. Um, but I like Among Us. I like the strategy behind Among Us uh, and that you have to wait till the best time to make your move. That's so interesting someone. that that's the part yeah. that you like because I would say <laughs> that's the part I'm the worst at. <laughs> Like, the decisive yeah. nature that you have to have to be a good imposter. I am just the worst imposter of all time. You can always tell it's me because, like, 75% of the game will have happened and no one is dead. <laughs> because I cannot get up the nerve to kill somebody. <laughs> I just like it because I like doing the tasks and I like sussing people out and trying to cause shit, but not really... When I'm the imposter, it's not fun for me. I don't like being the imposter. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> no, that's the worst position to be in, <laughs> I think. Which is also why I think I don't like video games generally, because um, I don't like how you <laughs> kill people, <laughs> even if it's fake. Um, and I don't like being targeted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's a, lot a lot of stress. stress. <laughs> I will say that my genre of video game is entirely like walking simulators or like exploring games that you do not have to commit murder or be murdered. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, tell me what weird things oh, you've seen. Okay, recently. I've got to start with number one because I maybe this isn't as weird as I think it is, but I almost like crashed my car the other day when I saw this. I was driving down the street that I literally drive down multiple times a week. It's like the main, the back way to get into um, the town. And I saw this house and the mailbox said 87 and a half. <laughs> this is the number that was written on the mailbox. Like actually it had like the one slash two. 
And I was like, what the fuck? And then I saw the next house was called 87. And I was like, no fucking way that this house, which may have been like built between two houses, straight up calls itself 87 and a half. Have you ever seen that before in your life? It's I've never like, seen that before. It boggled my mind. And all I could think was like, does their mail say 87 and a half? Like, is it always, do they ever have like 0.5? Is it always the weird half thing? I couldn't believe it. Yeah. That sounds like someone trying to live off the grid. It was, but it was like a, it was like a normal house. That was what shook me the most was this house I've literally driven past multiple times. I just only noticed the mailbox. I just, I couldn't believe it. 87 and a half. You gotta see if anyone comes out of the house. Yeah, I try googling, and if they're dressed in (laughs) robes or. uh, I also did. I did (laughs) think about the fact because obviously it makes you think of Harry Potter. Where else are people living in half things? And I did wonder if I was seeing past some kind of veil that I wasn't supposed to be seeing past. Mm. Yeah, see if you take. (laughs) See the house. Um, So that was my number one. Maybe not as weird as I built it up to be, but I it really shook me, and I haven't stopped thinking about it. Um, number two, it's not really weird. It was kind of weird, but mostly just really funny. And I just thought it was like very just the just a particular way that my life is going right now. A struggle that I am dealing with is that Blue is afraid of the dark. Um, she has been Blue is my dog, by the way. She is six months old. She's mm-hmm. afraid of the dark. She's been afraid of the dark since we very first got her. It's fine. I am also afraid of the dark, not judging. But what the problem is, is that she needs to poop after dinner. And now it has reached the time of the year when it gets dark at four o'clock in the afternoon. So she will not poop. And it means that she is going to the bathroom in the house. So the combined problem is it also takes her a very long time to find a spot that she wants to go to the bathroom. So I will be outside with her for about 25 minutes at 10 PM waiting for her to poop because I know if she doesn't, she's going to poop on the rug and I'm going to have to clean it. So the other night, and usually I literally give up. I'm like, she's never going to poop. We're going inside. It's cold. It's pitch black out here. We live in the middle of the woods. Like it's literally so dark. That's the other thing. This is why it's this event was the epitome of my life because when it's cloudy and I have my flashlight and I like sometimes will on nights when it's like there's starry skies, beautiful. I'll sometimes turn it off just to look at the stars. Blue hates that. (laughs) But the other night she was finally pooping. She gets into a position. This is how I know she is about to do it. (laughs) Let's out the biggest (laughs) fart that like I ever heard her do and she jumped like two feet in the air she terrified herself because with her own part and she literally she does this thing when she gets too far away from me in the dark she like run back to my side so she was pooping almost she farted spooked herself stopped pooping ran back to me I could not get her to leave my side and finish her poop so that was something that happened to me where I just thought yep this is just <laughs> classic. I almost could do it. And she scared herself. And so that was something that happened. Um, 
the third thing I also feel like as a general theme of my weird things is just like things that go on in my life now just like living in Maine kind of pitch black having to walk the dog in the middle of the woods she scares herself with her poop um the 87 and a half weird (laughs) ass house thing and then the third one is for several mornings the past few weeks I have woken up to gunshots (laughs) just like going on in the distance (laughs) and it's odd because I've lived in cities before never woken up to gunshots it'll be like not like super early like maybe six or seven o'clock in the morning who the fuck is like are they they must be hunting this is my thought because it's hunting season right now but it doesn't make any who's hunting Mm -hmm. at seven o'clock in the morning is that hunting time I guess I always pictured hunting like I don't know. I don't picture hunting, so I don't know when it happens. But the idea that, like, this is what wakes me up now is just, like, gunshots in the distance. Hate it. Just not a turn of events that I love about my life. Anyway. Well, maybe that's when the animals... I guess. (laughs) The deer... Okay, the thing about the deer, which I have also realized is a particular thing, I think, about the deer that live here... There is no such thing as <laughs> nocturnal deer. There's no such thing as like a time the deer are out. The deer are out. They are out there always. I have seen them at 10 o'clock in the morning. I have seen them at 2 p.m. I have seen them at 6 o'clock at night. They are always out. I You will never have a time when you're driving down my road where you think, oh, I'm <laughs> safe from the deer because they are always there and they're not afraid. <laughs> they're not afraid of people. I literally one time almost ran into one. He stands in the road, looks me dead in the eye and like slowly walks off the road. There was no fear in that deer at all. So I don't know who has trained or like domesticated the deer in my area, but I guess it makes sense that they're all being killed at six o'clock because they are out there. <laughs> uh, well, probably the other dark side of this choice to hunt at six o'clock is um, there's less likelihood that you'll accidentally see Maybe, the but I will say the people here, <laughs> as you can maybe see from my recent snaps, Everyone is really good about wearing orange. The past few weeks, it's like you don't see people out without those freaking traffic cop things. I had to get some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so now me and Blue go out dressed in orange all day, every day. At least it's the orange it's true. It's October. And, well, all the, it's all the leaves are still. pretty much gone from our <laughs> trees now. So. Post- mm. Well, what I will also say is <laughs> you are truly a mother for <laughs> being able to detail Blue's <laughs> I know Blue's habits more than I know my own. That's all I can say. <laughs> she is She's well taken spoiled. care of. Yes. Well, I don't have quite as um, odd single instances of things happening, but I did think of a few strange mm-hmm. trends that I've noticed. Um, okay, the first one mm-hmm. is part of TikTok. Um, have you seen people saving their hair? Uh, no. 
<laughs> In fact, you're gonna have to tell me what that means. <laughs> okay. There's a new trend of people basically putting tape, like attaching tape to the wall, brushing their hair or showering, and then collecting the hair and taping it onto the tape, and then essentially creating a wig from hair over the course oh of hundreds of days. Oh my god, have we, what corner of TikTok, <laughs> have you found herself the corner of TikTok of like hair artists? It's not even, <laughs> yeah, it's, okay, here's the even weirder thing, like, as the hair starts to accumulate, it does look quite sleek. Whoever's making these videos is taking very good care of the hair and put like brushing it and God, putting it in. But <laughs> I will say it's really I weird. Have yeah. a similar <laughs> TikTok experience, but it's kind of related, but in a different way. So I follow a lot of equestrian accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one account, I had no fucking clue what they were doing, but I'm pretty sure that they like sell the hair from their horses because they were like packaging up this like long, sleek, like literally like a full like tail of a horse, like it was that big, and they were putting it in a box that in hair or something. And I was like, what the fuck is this? But I think they sell <laughs> horse hair to somebody. So well, there the you go. From TikTok. Unless people are straight up lying in videos, which I think probably happens some of the time. Mm. But women selling random articles like socks. Yeah, I saw a video of that too. Nail clippings, like foot shavings. I... <laughs> Have this considered it, right? <laughs> I I'm not gonna say that I haven't considered. It. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would sell my socks. I have I'd a, a really hair. stressful <laughs> story about selling things online. I don't know if like it would be stressful to anybody else, but it was like such a stressful experience for me that I almost like was like gonna swear off selling any of my clothing again afterwards. <laughs> what was like someone trying to haggle you a little bit oh my god okay I'll just I'll try and tell it shortly basically I got myself into this mess by so I was on Mercari and Poshmark are the two apps that I use for the most part to sell things what I noticed is that they take a huge percentage um which I don't like obviously and so I had this jacket that I had ordered um, from Free People. The thing I realized about Free People that I know now, because I never ordered from them before, but I sort of started after quarantine and I have more money because I'm not spending money on anything. <laughs> so this, <laughs> but the thing about Free People, I've realized they do this to keep up their whatever, like just exclusivity or something, is that they will run out of stock of items pretty much almost immediately. So what you have to do if you want something and you don't know what size it's going to be is you order two and then you return the one that doesn't fit. So I usually do that for everything. I ordered two of this jacket, a small, an extra small, kept the extra small. And I knew that the small would sell out pretty much immediately because all the people who shop at free people order the smalls. And it did. 
And so I was like, great, I'm going to sell this jacket at a profit because I remember I had wanted this jacket eight months ago and it was out of stock. Um, and I remember looking for it online to see if anyone was selling it and someone was selling it for like almost two to three times the price. So I was like, great, I'll do that. But then I second guessed myself and I was like, okay, I'll just do like a little bit more than the price. Like, mm, what did I originally post? I think it was like 50% more. And then mm -hmm. like Poshmark will kind of bring it down naturally. They have that function. Mm -hmm. So then no one was buying it. It kept wanting me to bring it down more to the point where it was like, look, I might as well just send this back because right. the cost of shipping it is almost like they'll give you free shipping if you send it back. So it's kind of like almost not worth it anymore. So I decided to put it on eBay, which I was intimidated to use, but did anyway. And that was the real downfall is that eBay has this function where you can start a um, bidding thing. Mm -hmm. And I know how bidding wars works. I was like, great, I will put it at a low price, but maybe people will bid and it'll go higher. That was my mistake because I had it at like pretty much almost the price that I bought it for, but it was like seven days or something. The bidding was going to last. So Okay, I'm telling this story way too long, but basically, I'll speed up, I'll speed up. I was in contact with this woman on um, Mercari, and she was like, oh, asking me about the fit of the jacket or whatever, and she was like, I really want an extra small, but I would maybe get a small, I don't know, how's the fit, and I explained it to her. She asked me if I wanted to trade for something in her closet, I said no, um, and then the conversation ended, so I was like, okay, she's not going to buy it. Then this other person messages, no, then someone bid for the thing on eBay at the low bidding price. And then the bidding ended and they must have been like watching for it to mm. end. And I had forgotten it even had a time limit on it because I don't know eBay. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like they just got it for like nearly the price that I got it. So I canceled the order. I was like, fuck this. I'm not a business. I don't have to worry about my reputation. I'm not selling it for that price because I might as well just send it back. So I canceled the order. and I lied to this person because I decided that's the best way to go about it. And I said, hey, sorry. Mm -hmm. Someone just bought this on another app. Um, sorry. And they were like, oh, I'm super bummed. I was just talking to you about this on Mercari. And I was like, hold up. Because my name on Mercari is not my name on eBay. And this person's name is not their name on Mercari. So I was like, how the hell do they know it's me, number one? I think because you, it has to say where it's shipping from. So maybe they just guess because it's the same item and it's both from like Maine. But that kind of freaked me out a little bit because I was like, I don't know how you know that it's me. Also it annoyed me because the price that they got it for was like $70 less or something like that. And I was like, uh, like, how can you not tell what's going on here? I'm not selling you this. So I was like, oh, and then I lied again because that's what I do when I'm stressed. And I was like, oh, I canceled the order because I thought that you wanted to buy it from our conversation, which was a total lie. Our conversation did not indicate that that person wanted to buy it at all. <laughs> but they were like, oh, great. Would you put it back up? And I was like, okay. So I put it back up, but at the price that it's on at Mercari, which is the more expensive price. And then several hours later, they messaged me and they were like, hey, I got it for this price. Can you change it? And I was like, 
I'm going to be super honest with you. I didn't mean to put it on that price and I'm not selling it at that price. <laughs> and then they were like, okay. And I was like, I would only sell it for this price. And they were like, okay, I really want it. Would you give it for this price? Which was like $5 lower. And I was like, fine. And I sold it to them and I only gained like a profit between shipping of like $50, but it was such a stressful experience having got caught out by this person that I was like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> anyway. Hey, profit of $50. It was pretty good. Or you, yeah. I, good. but I, I wanted to make more because I swear, like, I'll just tell you the jacket is like $150. And I mm-hmm. swear to God, when I was looking for it, sold like used months ago I saw one selling for like $500 and I was like I gotta do that but then I just started to doubt myself because I put it originally at like 300 and no one was at all even like like people were liking Hmm. it but no one was interested so I kept dropping it and I was like anyway I probably should have held off and maybe just waited but anyway that was my stressful story You've you've piqued my interest enough that now I'm thinking I should buy. You should honestly, especially because I really mean it. They really do this on purpose, specifically, like their popular items. They'll do this thing where they they go out of stock in a color or something, but then, you know, they come back a few weeks later. So I know they're not at stock. They're just trying to make you think that they are. Fascinating. Well, I will say I downloaded Mercari and I downloaded Robinhood, which is um, an app that allows you to trade stocks at the same Ooh. time. And Mercari is far more interesting <laughs> to me than Robinhood. Um, like the world of online thrifting is more fierce and competitive. Oh, 100%. You know what you should get into? This is not a joke. This is legitimate mm-hmm. advice to you and to anyone listening. Um the Ray, have you ever heard of Ray Dunn? Okay. Yes. Get into Ray Dunn stuff because I swear to God, there is a huge profit on that on Mercari. I mean, I could not believe it. This stuff sells at TJ Maxx for like $6.99 and then they resell because I think you can only get it in stores or something like that. And And it's like they go out of season or something or they must only make a few because then you'll see like these things selling for like 80 bucks it no seriously do it I couldn't believe it (laughs) I thought actually about doing it but I I went to my local TJ Maxx and uh I couldn't find any of them they really must sell out Ah. I think they're like collectibles or something I've only ventured into reselling Lululemon which always consistently makes profit so but I need to branch out (laughs) my side business um, it'll be interesting come the end of the year. I'm wondering if I'm going to get taxed on anything I've sold. Have you thought about that? <laughs> interesting side note. My uncle actually one time got in trouble with the IRS because he was selling things on eBay and he forgot to, uh, write it up on his tax and he got yep. like thousands of dollar penalties or something. But I haven't made Oof. like, I don't know how much you've made. I think total, I've probably maybe $150. I've only sold like three or four things and most of it is like really old things from when I was like a kid that I'm selling. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. don't know what could like, do yeah. you know what the 
Yeah. The upper limit. That is something be. to figure out. Hmm. Taxes. Anyway. Anyway, after spending 25 <laughs> minutes probably talking about our little side hustles. Um did you end up talking about your weird thing or did we really go off the rails? <laughs> no, I, I, I talked about the saving hair, which, um, you know, maybe mm. people are saving hair to sell it because those videos get hundreds of thousands of views. So I bet you could make. I would say I bet hair is hair. actually a very lucrative market. Also, do you remember that woman? Did you ever see this woman? I knew about her because I was taking art class, but a woman came to Amherst an artist who makes things out of her own hair. She made a violin bow out of her own hair and then played on it. I never saw her, but I did hear about that. And sometimes <laughs> people take art I was definitely <laughs> one of those things where people were really moved by it. And I really didn't know what to do I was like I'm gonna be pretending that I understand this and I'm also moved by it but genuinely mm -hmm. I just because like she had this whole artist statement about like her hair represents like generations of her ancestors and all that stuff and I was like yes I understand this as an artistic symbol mm -hmm. at the same time it grosses me out and I think those feelings can coexist anyway <laughs> hey, that's true. That is art to me. Like art that I don't understand. I'm like, okay, maybe it's a little weird, edgy, but I appreciate that it's edgy. Oh, okay. I know you have weird things coming, but I think it's a good segue into one mm -hmm. thing that I did want to talk about because this kind of annoyed yes. me and I didn't really know. It definitely annoyed me because I'm defensive of Harry Styles, which is that Harry was recently in... Mm -hmm. Um, this whole Vogue article thing. Interesting. He is the first man ever on the cover of Vogue. So I thought that was interesting. Um, most of the pictures that appear in the spread feature, whatever, I haven't actually read the article. So I will start off by saying that I don't really read the articles. I find them pretty much uninteresting and not containing anything I didn't already know. And most of the stuff that is interesting ends up on Tumblr, which is where I get all my news on Harry Styles. Anyway, so, but I saw someone going off on Tumblr and they were saying like, oh, you know, the first thing that I saw before I, whenever people piss me off, I do this thing where I like stalk their account <laughs> because I like clearly need to be more angry at this stranger on the internet. So they said something like, oh, if you're going to queer bait, you should look good doing it or something like that. And so I read other posts that they had posted about them saying like, oh, he just looks so ugly and all of this stuff. And I will say that the main thing that I took from it was like, it's true that in all the outfits that he's wearing, which are mostly like gender fluid or like dresses kind of thing, I don't really find them pretty, I would say don't really think that they were a look mm. that I would wear, nor would I ever have picked it out for anyone to wear. At the same time, like, have you ever in your life seen a runway model wearing anything that resembles clothing <laughs> that normal human beings wear on a day-to-day -day basis? And that's where I would say that fashion is not something that I understand in any shape or form. Yeah. I... I agree. I'm looking at the pictures mm -hmm. of him now. And 
Well, first of all, the clothing the clothing looks very oversized. Yeah, that's another thing I feel like is really a runway high couture thing that is frequently happens. Yeah. I mistrust the trend of wearing baggy clothes. I think um who's the oh man, who's the young artist who yeah Billy Eilish. I think she pulls that off well. She deserves all the credit for the industry suddenly adopting baggy sweatshirts. Um, at least my, my what I've witnessed mm-hmm. is she sort of started that trend. Maybe it was another designer, and I'm like misquoting that or whatever. But she has said that she wears baggy clothing because she mm-hmm. has body dysmorphia which I think is an experience a lot of young people can resonate with when (laughs) like runway models who are extremely thin wear baggy clothing that to me seems like trying to accentuate Mm -hmm. their skin does that make sense and so I don't like that trend I, I don't think like they really oversized boots um I don't know why that sometimes. Do you mean oversized, like in the like... heel or in the like top of the boot? Well, you know how like big boots. Ha- um, oh, okay. Like army boots are now yeah. are are in vogue. Um, I always feel like it's not. It's just a weird look, and that hmm. it's not really utilitarian and. Um, yeah, I just don't know why it's uh, – well, first of all, I just don't think it looks – So that was the base of my question. Um, was My main thing was she was going on – she was like yeah. – bottom line, the points that she was making was that she thought he looked ugly and she didn't like any of the clothes. And I was like – it made mm-hmm. me stop and think because I also was like, I don't like any of these clothes – But I also would never say, oh, that's so ugly. Because frankly, anytime I see any model in anything in a Vogue magazine, it is bottom line weird. Like it is weird. If it's not ugly, it is just like not. (laughs) To me, it's like they are dressing in the world of like Hunger Games capital oddness. Like it's not even camp it is just Mm. otherworldly weirdness and it's like I can't even call it ugly because on some level maybe it's art and I'm not supposed to (laughs) understand what's happening but anyway uh the one thing I wanted to say about that which I do think does anger me and this is also where I would I feel like it's open to some interesting philosophical questions this whole idea of can real people like i.e not fictional characters queer bait um and what that means because i also saw a whole discourse about that but i would say one one thing that does anger me specifically about harry just because i know so much about him and his image is what i think that he has been doing for the past few years is that he really does straddle the line between like becoming this quasi like queer icon because he has a lot of like flags in his shows and he's like outspoken for that support 
Um, he also does dress very, I guess, flamboyantly or like gender fluidly or whatever. But at the same time, never makes any sort of like statements about his own identity. The only statement that he's ever made on the record that I know of is that he one time said in an interview, he said, and this is where I think bald face lie. And that's also what annoys me is he said, I've never felt the need to define my sexual identity or something like that. And I don't mm-hmm. know how it's not like, or no, he didn't say never felt any. He's like, I've never thought about it. Or like he said, it's something like that. And I was like, I don't believe you <laughs> because it's like, it's like one of those things where if you are Harry Styles, yeah. if you are anybody else, a hundred percent, if you are Harry Styles who has been like, sexualized since you were 16 years old and connected to every single female person you've ever been seen with um all of these uh, paparazzi shoots about supposed relationships all of these things half the fan base thinking that he's dating louis tomlinson like how could you be this person and never think about your sexuality and what you would define it as i don't believe it i don't buy it if you said something like i've thought about it and i don't put a label on myself 100% believe you and support you. If you're going to say you never thought about it, then you're just trying not to answer the question, which I guess is also fine, but it does anger me in some way of like, how can you get the clout of being, I don't know, a person of the LGBT community somehow and yet have one foot in one world and one foot in the other? I don't know. I don't know. I'm too close. I'm too close yeah. to the situation. What are your thoughts on it? I feel like we've had this exact same discussion before, but every time something new happens, I have an identity crisis about it. But identity. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fascinating. <laughs> well, okay. Speaking of someone who is not a, a One Direction fan from the outset, um, but appreciates One Direction's music and I like to follow Harry Styles though I don't know if I would say like I mm-hmm. I love his new music. I I don't quite understand why the internet still rallies around him as a queer icon or as an icon generally um, because he's not outspoken in many things well, okay. He doesn't have, seem to have mm-hmm. much of an internet presence, which is interesting. Um, like, I think there's a lot of mm-hmm. posts about him, but he doesn't post very much. So I don't really know what he stands for, only for, uh, other than what I've heard from you, mm-hmm. which is, like, treat people with kindness. Um, which... Yeah, no, little, people like, have definitely I, turned a corner on that, where they now find it... Someone called it tone deaf. <laughs> where it's like we've moved beyond it Mm. a little bit in the world of like you can't in the sense of specifically I think they were talking about the election where it's like you're not going to example treat Trump supporters with kindness you know what I mean like there is a place for kindness and then there's a place to punch people in the face you know um and I do 100% agree Mm -hmm. he annoyingly is silent on social media he I think the reason is because he used to not be. He actually used to have like Vine and all of these things. He used to be kind of like very memeable. And I think he went through a phase where I think it was like he was going through a phase where his identity was 
very controlled and he rebelled by just being completely silent um and he hasn't gotten over that and i wish that he mm-hmm. would because it is annoying as a fan a little bit but because it also makes it so easy for example if the, if your only way is to know about someone from these interviews in vogue for example those interviews i believe not at all <laughs> so if then you have to just read between the lines of things that he said in person at shows and stuff um anyway back to you mm-hmm. yeah well so okay i was think i sorry yeah. i'm googling this name to make sure i have it right so um yeah i don't find um I don't quite understand people on the internet saying Harry Styles is yeah, the no, most attractive man on the planet um, because of the way he dresses yeah. now and also, like, his overall look now. Um, and I think part of why people say that is they see him as someone who's a feminist and just, like, in tune or or understands um, mm. that gender is fluid and think that's cool. But then... I was looking at Justin Baldoni's Instagram page the other day. He's in, um, he's in Chamber um, no, Virgin. But I'm I don't right know now. if you know who he is. Okay. He's very, he's like a, tr- a conventionally very attractive man. Mm-hmm. And that's a point that's made on that show. But outside of the show, he's also very politically active. And I don't feel like there are many um male celebrities who are as active as he is um and that just had me considering like how much value there is in men wearing skirts and then women celebrating that they're breaking gender norms because I feel like that's not really functionally um doing much yeah no I completely agree and I was having the same thoughts sometimes I like to have arguments in my head with myself and I was having almost the same exact discussion with myself (laughs) earlier because I was like exactly that where it's like he talks about the whole theme in fact I think the title of the Vogue article is something like at play with Harry Styles or something like that something weird and the whole thread line through it they're connecting to the clothing is that oh, he likes to sort of like play with clothing and clothing shouldn't be defined by gender. You know, it's just fabric and it's like making a play at it. And what I think people confuse with Harry is that what he's doing is not necessarily being gender fluid. What he's doing is like more toxic masculinity, I guess. And the idea that like you can be a man and wear a dress and you're a man. Do you know what I mean? It's more about fashion than it is about identity. Because he has never said that he's genderqueer mm-hmm. or that he's gender fluid or something like that. It's clothing. Not that clothing isn't connected to gender, but it's a certain part of it. And I think it is, you can't conflate a man putting on dresses and being free with fashion to political activism, you know? And it is frustrating. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. And, again, the fact that he's not, um, like, mm-hmm. very active online himself, I can't tell if this is the case, but, like, him playing with style, I don't get the sense that 
mm-hmm. he's coming into his own in a way like he, it's it's a playful act but it's not like he's it's not um it doesn't feel like he's been um how, I, I don't know how to describe this I think on TikTok for example like seeing young people who have like a box of clothes that they have to hide because um they like really want to wear it to express how they feel um and to like match what they want their gender expression to be um that to me like when when people are able to wear clothes and make them feel comfortable like I think that's very visible and something you can tell yeah um, yeah no I know I agree completely and I think there's like it's really difficult to tell with Harry particularly because the clothing that he wears in um events and whether that's like SNL or shows or awards you know like concerts or whatever are very 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 flamboyant um and also always Gucci like always designer um but when he's spotted Mm. out and about it's he's literally 100% either wearing athleisure wear like basketball shorts sweatpants hoodies or like weird grandpa clothing um as in like slacks and (laughs) cardigans and stuff like that. So it is hard to tell. Not that like people can't have different style for when they're at home and they, you know, they can. And it's also hard to tell like what is he wearing to kind of not be seen, I guess. But it it is hard to tell how much of it is. Mm -hmm. He is now a spokesperson for Gucci. So this is what he has to wear. Um, or, like, this is who he chooses to be as a performer, but it's not his identity. I don't know. I would say something about Harry, which is that mm-hmm. he has never seen to He's an Aquarius, first and foremost. And I do think that his identity, and he <laughs> writes about this in songs, like, I don't think it's necessarily very formed. I think as someone who from 16 years old is in the spotlight, I'm sure it's hard to have a moment to think about without all the fame and whatever who you actually want to be when that's so much of like your life and how you make money and all of that stuff um so I don't think he knows <laughs> what the hell's going on or if he does it's not something mm-hmm. that he's ever gonna share because we always just get characters of him which I think is difficult if you are trying to put labels on him or make him into a spokesperson for something, because there's a sense of falseness in it, which I feel like oftentimes with people like Jonathan Van Ness or other people who do try and speak up for educating people, there's a sense of authenticity there that feels really, oh, you can, you're really moved because they're sharing something really personal with you. That's never, ever, ever something that mm-hmm. I felt with Harry. He's never really showing you anything yeah. so personal that, except for I would say in his songs, which is probably how it should be. Like he's a singer. Like we shouldn't be putting all of this on him. But um, <laughs> anyway, enough about Harry. <laughs> well, maybe yes, it's yes, a hundred percent. Maybe we were talking <laughs> this up too much. <laughs> um, yeah. I- complete side note 
but something I'm curious if you know. Um, did you know that Jonathan? Yeah, I feel like I did know that. To do meth? And he's also like HIV positive. I found all of okay. this stuff out. I, I forget that- on Tumblr or something. It was like a whole thing. Um, yeah, I did know that. Yeah. Yeah. I think he truly is a wonderful person, and I'm so glad that he's in the spotlight right now. Um, anyways, that um, no, I think celebrity is so fascinating, and I think we do put a lot of pressure on celebrities to um, behave a certain way, and uh, in the grand scheme of things, I think Harry is setting a much better example yeah. for the youth the gen z for sure than other celebrities are but um okay getting mm-hmm. back to some other strange <laughs> things i saw just to round out this segment <laughs> uh these are these are just random asides but okay did you know that they sell the fuck is that <laughs> i was looking <laughs> i was looking up so i knew that they sell sell fake turkey which is called tofurkey but i didn't quite realize that they sell oh tofurkey in the shape okay, of I'm a ridiculous. turkey like a whole turkey um so if if you need some a vegetarian oh my god um the other thing that i saw that i've already mentioned to you was when i was driving through pennsylvania the week before the election I saw tanks on the side of the road. And what's weird is I feel like no one has had the same astounded reaction that I had driving past some military tanks just on the side of the Pennsylvania Turnpike. And maybe that's where we're at in 2020, <laughs> that military tanks in the street Who have you told is not surprised by that, that surprising, but... Well, just in talking to coworkers, they were like, this could be a military oh, exercise God. or something, or something um, you know, not to bat an eye at. But it was very freaky to me. It makes me still very hesitant to be celebrating the Biden win because I really think come January, there's going to be some sort of violence yeah. or... Yeah, no, I definitely makes me nervous. Also disturbed by that. I told you, you did tell me that, and I told you that the same like time ish that you had seen that I had seen a bunch of military people in town for some reason, like a van full of military cadets or people in military outfits were in like my local park. I don't know why they were just getting out of a van, and then. I saw a bunch of them at the Starbucks parking lot later that day. So I don't know if they were also, like, maybe they were just, like, in town doing, but what the hell exercise are they doing in the middle of nowhere, Maine? Like, I don't know. There is a military, this is another freaky thing. There is, there are two military bases. There's an abandoned military base near where I live, which um, is, like, mostly torn down, but it's interesting because they've made it into, like, a park. So there's, like, weird parts of the nature preserve there where you can like tell this is shaped a certain way because there like used to be a bunker here or something and then there's like the active one um so there's like military planes that fly over all the time which is horrible because I always think that I'm about to die um by being bombed or something because they're like these giant metal planes that make a racket um 
but I do think it said something about like the American mindset um, around the military that is like completely unique to, mm-hmm. I would say, either America or militarized nations. You know, like I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Is that Vincent? <laughs> Yeah, like how you'd expect to see military personnel on a flight, for example, if you were flying. I can hear Vincent meowing in the background. There are just military bases in every state. <laughs> he's so he's so ready for dinner. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, uh, uh, 4.30. It's also blues during He's wasting away. That's <laughs> <laughs> so panicked downstairs. Um. Oh, wait, I think he, yeah. Okay. Shall we finish with why Emma yes. is the perfect um, movie? You haven't seen it? I haven't Hadley. seen it, so. Oh, no. my God. <laughs> wait, yes, I love her. She has such Gambit, big so we can eyes, which yeah. I normally am freaked out by, but yeah. she's able to pull it off. Um, She... Also, was she the same person in, like, The Witch? I don't think see. I know that one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anya Yeah, Taylor it's got to be her. Yes, wait. What is her name? Wait. Okay, wait. Anya Taylor-Joy. Where am I? So I haven't yes, seen Emma, but I have her. seen The Queen's Gambit. And I've seen Split. Yeah. Which she she must have been younger in this, because um, I think... It was in 2015. She played like a younger girl or whatever. That movie was so odd. Um, mm-hmm. But Emma is the perfect movie because it is as aesthetically ple- pleasing as a Wes Anderson film, but without all the Wes Anderson-ness. I like Wes Anderson, but I also think he's like very knows his own. I don't know. Like, he's too into his own thing, if that makes sense. Like, he's too into his Wes Andersonism, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, but. His movies always, to me, feel very action-oriented without hmm. yeah. being an action film, you know? It's like, you see people doing things. Right. I mean, it's just very, really everything about the movie and the whole idea of his movies is like, Everything is tailored. Everything is perfect. Everything is like people talk in a way that people don't talk because mm-hmm. you're very aware that this is a film. You know what I mean? I would say, first of all, anyway, back to Emma, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Directed by a woman, which is amazing. Um, it's the music is just perfect, which to me is a real turning point for a film. Like, if it doesn't have great music, then it will never be in my top films. I feel like music is such an underrated part of the film. This movie has such an odd soundtrack. It is like this weird religious music. <laughs> it's like not also it's not like choir music. It is like <laughs> old kind of like country, like the sound you would maybe find in like a church of like 20 people in the countryside of like Ireland or something it is very particular you'll see it from the main title opening of emma it is amazing the costumes of course are amazing 
Um, <laughs> can you hear any of this happening? Yeah. <laughs> I can hear blue now. Okay. She cannot be in here right now. But um <laughs> do we have the door stuff Okay. Anyway, um also it is so relatable for a novel that was written I don't even know how long ago. Um it is like there's so many scenes in it that are just like so hilarious. Like I die laughing still watching it after the this is the fourth or fifth time I've seen it. It's so funny. It is so they are so dramatic in a way like because there is obviously it's a comedy. There's a lot of like romantic not even triangles like just like connections between different people and a lot of like romantic frustration <laughs> and it's very just like uh, I can't I can't even mm. and it's like they have a perfect cast of characters I feel like one of the things that sets Pride and Prejudice apart is it has like every kind of need for a character you have you know you have the character that you hate because they're so pompous and arrogant which is like the sister of um bingley you know um then there's the like main love interest mm -hmm. but then there's also the side love interest um before maybe and then it's like the guy that you hate but also just because he's an idiot, just like the cousin, um, there's like the best friend, um, there's the sister. It's like, it's just the perfect movie. There's side romances, there's the main romance. You get to like live out all of these different lives. There's the parents who are like the perfect comedic um, foils to everything. Mm -hmm. Emma is like nearly identical in that. They, there's the dad who is hilarious the same way that like the dad in Pride and Prejudice and the mom kind of he's also like a hypochondriac which I feel like the mom and pride apprentice is there are like the friends have sort of romantic things the neighbors do um there's like certain characters in the town that are very hilarious and then there's the main romance she has several different romantic interests throughout the film you don't know who's going to end up with who uh it is just and it's a costume and it's a it's a period film. I mean, what the heck's not to love? It is the perfect movie. Ugh, Blue is trying to break them. It it really is shocking that not more period films have been made because they're all amazing. I mean, there's not a period film that I don't like that's set in Yeah. I mean, on some level it's almost written. a good thing that there haven't been because then inevitably it would be not everyone would be amazing. I think because of the effort that has to go in yeah. to one, it's kind of like, if you're going to do it, then um, you know that, like, if you're the kind of person who says to yourself, I'm going to undertake one of these projects, then you know that you've got to be, like, a perfectionist, you know? And it's going to be good for other reasons, mm. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well... Okay, to compare that to The Queen's Gambit, what I thought was interesting about that is, um... Sorry. I don't mean no, I can't trust anybody in this house to watch. You're trying to feel 
Yeah. Um, I know she won't come. She's back. breaking down my door. <laughs> Hi, baby. I'll be done in five minutes. Okay. Anyway, yes. The Queen's Gambit. Okay, the Queen's Gambit. My one-minute review is that it's interesting how I did not relate to her childhood. I mean, obviously, the <laughs> and that she grew up in an orphanage oh. in the nineteen fifties. <laughs> but. Um, (laughs) all of that aside I think um, it reminded me of euphoria in a way because of all the drug use and the sex and Mm -hmm. the misbehavior Um, I wonder if I enjoy watching some of that because I uh, obviously didn't (laughs) experience any of that as a teenager (laughs) Um, or like wasn't wasn't an edgy or angsty teenager, and so I wonder if many people experience those types of TV shows that way. In that they're they vicariously are able to live like the type of teenage years that they wish they had. Hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. I would say definitely, I'm sure it does. Because if anything, I would say like, that is the only kind of teenage dumb that is really presented in most media. I feel like sometimes now, it's like somewhat in to maybe portray teens that are like less, um, uh, like so, so, so stereotypical, like pretty or rich or something, but yet still crazy like I think even of like um what's the one I just saw ladybird like she didn't necessarily have this stereotypical mm-hmm. uh, teen life or like perfect necessarily life but like on the same level she also like did do weird things you know what I mean like she jumped out of a car and she had that whole weird yeah. friendship where she lied about where she lived and all of that stuff that like maybe just boring people don't do or something but I would say that like that (laughs) is what's shown on tv so I would guess that there's a good number of people who just live I don't know boring that it's um (laughs) boring because of that uh so drab um yeah yeah um Anyways, the Queen's Gambit was delightful. It did. It was a bit slow at the beginning. Um, her love interests are also so odd. <laughs> um, but yeah, recommend that. Yeah, one. and the actress. Are I great. would say that I and, what um, I appreciated at least. I've only seen the first like four or five episodes, so I don't think it actually has gotten too crazy yet because. I feel like she's still in the younger part of her life in the series, but I will say what I, I feel like it's very, very rare to portray a female character that has like very focused interest in something and like very little interest in other like normal things, but isn't portrayed as like weird. I don't know if that's, you know what I mean? Like it's not, Oh, that's a bad trait. 
Like I think about how she was so into chess and that was the only thing that she wanted to do. And at one point, like she gets into this like social club of like girls who are into math or something. And they're all watching that TV show and like singing along to the songs. And she has this realization that like, she's not like them, but instead of like going off and crying about how she doesn't fit in, she like rolls her eyes, steals the dad's liquor and like goes home to like read more about chess and I was like yes and it's not portrayed as like wow look at this girl she's so single-minded she's not normal it was just kind of like you rock because you know what you want and it's to not be here surrounded by people you don't have interests share interests with because I feel like the one character that I do think somewhat yeah has that like you know oh I'm a weird edgy nerd who doesn't know how to socialize is like bones from bones but they always like they do like poke fun at it. It's like a weird let's poke fun at her because she doesn't know normal things, I guess, which is fine. Whatever. I mean, I'm not holding bones up to serious uh, <laughs> like standards, but I will say that I, I found it really refreshing. I was like, this girl, it, she's about chess and mm-hmm. that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah more of this so one last thing and then we'll really end but i think we should have Um, a song of the i would say of the week but considering it's been since june maybe like a song of the era or like this episode um i have a song wreck i can start with it's uh called um backyard boy okay it's by clear rosencrantz which i love that her last name is rosencrantz um featuring jeremy zucker it is very like I don't know. It makes me wish again. I feel like similar themed that I was like a teen again, so I could listen to this song while I drive around, even though I didn't know how to drive when I was a teenager. Um, and I don't know. It just makes me feel very like boppy, very happy, like listening to it when I'm driving. That's a must for songs for me these days. Um, and I like there's some line about her being in a car and listening mm-hmm. to boy band music which I obviously very much relate to. So it's a good one. Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'll have to look that up. Mine is from TikTok. Um, Okay, hopelessly devoted to you (laughs) from Greece. I've been listening to on repeat. It is so good. (laughs) Um. I did not like Grease the first time I saw it. I was actually Greece offended you? <laughs> that people had recommended it to me. Um, and I felt cheated. Oh, okay. Middle school. <laughs> it was like, I, just, I like, thought it was like reasonably. Middle school <laughs> or don't say the classic. No, no. Um, I know. I felt kind of like jilted in a sense. Uh, like I was so mm. enamored by pool skirts and bowling shoes and the whole aesthetic and oh then my she god the that she starts smoking <laughs> at the end i was just yeah. well and then she transformed right no herself. obviously i it, it offended my sensibilities but returning to the soundtrack as an adult um I've just been listening to more of the music and hopelessly devoted you is my my favorite. I, I will um, along with summer nights. So 
it's in a good one, one sitting because I feel like I've told you this before, mm-hmm. but it was probably the only DVD that my school owned or something because we would watch it when there was a substitute. So I only saw the first 45 minutes of it and I saw the first 45 minutes of it probably upwards of 10 times. <laughs> but I and I've definitely seen the last scene but I can't recall anything <laughs> between. <laughs> so probably should sit down and watch the full movie at some point in my life. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Well, you know, so, you could watch it just for John Travolta. I mean, I don't yeah, think I do find it. One and I last like thing that I will say, I find it really <laughs> one of the fascinating things of celebrity culture over generations is it does strike me how odd it is that for me, I think of John Travolta as like this older man, like that's who he is. And yet for my mom, I think she'll always see him mm-hmm. as like young John Travolta in Greece or something like that. And so whenever she sees him, she'll be like, oh, man, he got so old. And I'm like, he is an old man. <laughs> like, not an old man, but you know what I mean? Like, he's an adult. Like, he, it just, it strikes me as yeah. odd. I know that's what it'll be, for example, with, like, Harry Styles when he is, like, 40 and balding and whatever he's doing. And I'll be like, oh, remember when he had <laughs> luscious long locks and wore, like, Gucci or something? And my children or whomever is around are going to be like, no, he's like a bald man. He will definitely be bald, though, because his hairline is like already receding. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, on that note. Yes. <laughs> as it should be. With the image of bald Harry Styles. All right. <laughs> as always. All right. It's been lovely chatting. And- I hope we publish this soon. Definitely. Because definitely. I think this was a fascinating episode. <laughs> TTYL.